Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> Welcome and hello. <laughs> I was just thinking. What was that? When you just asked me, what episode is this? And like, I had it on my phone ready and I was like, it's episode 62. Yeah. And boy, does it just feel good when we have like a system. Right. You know? Some processes in place and like you're just doing stuff. I feel like it took us two years of working together, but yeah. like we've got it into a rhythm. Well, what's funny is I've had multiple podcasts. Like, you, Oh, you, you have? Okay, Stop. <laughs> And I've always had a process for those podcasts. Like when I did Invisible Office sure, Hours sure, with sure, Paul, sure. I had like a whole spreadsheet and everything and managed it. And yeah. then when I did my Jason Does stuff, Action Army podcast, like I had a whole spreadsheet and everything. And it was only until the Wandering Aimfully podcast when this started, we just were like, nope. Willy nilly. <laughs> Let's just sit down and fart around. <laughs> yeah. And instead, we brought some processes in. Yeah. And I thought that was all leading up to you telling me that you're so grateful for my organization skills nope wasn't. did you want to take that left turn right now that I'm exit not, no i'm actually gonna keep going you're gonna, down keep, the road. You're gonna stay in the <laughs> interstate okay yeah right fair, fair fair oh there went the exit <laughs> see ya no snacks or pee breaks for you guys please make a u-turn i can't i'm on an interstate <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so i have to just i've, I've keep seen on you make trucking. i've seen you make a u-turn on the interstate this was early on in our relationship how about that uh, park job i did the other day oh yeah yeah Hold up. I had a little uh a real Jason move. There's as we like call a it. do not enter uh street. And but there was backed. a spot. There was a spot right on the edge of it. I mean right open. It was on the like edge. a one way. So it was like also, people we were, come out of it, yeah. do not enter. And then and Jason we were trying was like, to get like a nice view for our first sure, sure, like sure. take out lunch. We haven't done like a lunch in the car. Also, I don't like eating in the car. It's not it's against did, my rules. Wasn't it fun? Well, it, was, it was great. It was great. Did we you feel brought, like you were being bad? But we backed in I backed in. I had to wait for two cars that were coming the wrong the right way because I was going the wrong way. And what do I do when you you break you traffic just, laws. Close, I close, I close, close your my eyes. eyes. Yeah. Guys, this is a real thing that happens. And I was just like, are you fine? I have, are you okay? For years, I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. And yeah. I just, I like got tired of being a nag. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to do it anyway. And so I just go to like, it doesn't exist yeah. if my but eyes are closed. how great was it? It was great. Like, yeah, couldn't you have had a better it. spot. Couldn't Honestly, have had a better spot. No one it. was next to us. Unobstructed view. It was fantastic. Woo. All right. Woo. All right. That's it for this episode. <laughs> know how that turned into me wanting to be praised for my organization <laughs> skills and you being praised for your driving skills but fucking marriage <laughs> jedi mind tricks i'm ducking that uh, f-bomb out you're getting a little duck quack on that one that wasn't necessary uh, <laughs> it's for effect come it on is, it is it is okay so let's get into the episode yeah what do you say yeah so the idea of this episode came from a post that i did on social that came from you, a, th a phrase that we say often in our lives now, that I credit where credit's due, it came from you. It doesn't happen often, so but it's nice. I put, I put this on Instagram that said, instead of how fast can I get this done, try how can I enjoy how long this takes. Mm. And it was one of our like better performing posts, which is always an indication to me that people are like, oh, this was helpful or this resonated with me or this was interesting. And I thought that would be a good indication that maybe it's something we should dive into deeper on yeah. the podcast. So the whole point of this episode is to talk about this mental shift that we've had in our lives over the past couple of years to take tasks or activities or things that might 
appear on the surface to be nuisances that we just want to rush through. Yeah. Like, ugh. Like, how can I, how fast can I get this done? Yeah. To bringing that mindset more to a place of mindfulness, presence, and then asking yourself, how can I actually make this enjoyable? Yeah. And do you want to talk about where the origin of this came Everyone from? Everyone loves a good origin story. So. I know I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this actually, we'll get into the business side of things, and like how you can apply this to business. But I think the real, real first revelation for me was I was visiting my buddy Greg Hartle, who, speaking of podcasts that I've done and managed the yes, production of, speaking of, Move the Needle was a podcast today with Greg. We Great. did, I don't know how many episodes. It wasn't very many, but it was fun to do. If you want to find that, you want to listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, there are some listeners, uh, Paul, Caroline, you guys are Move the Needle fans. I know you're listeners. So I thought you're talking to me. No, Caroline uh, in and the UK. And your friend Paul. In the UK. <laughs> I thought you Not were literally Paul like Jarvis. Paul Jarvis and Caroline, my wife. No, you no. guys are listeners. Paul Natoli and Caroline D. Uh, anyway, that was way too much. Uh, that was like even origin of the origin. Doesn't matter. I'm visiting Greg. Uh, I'm at his apartment and I'm like, hey man, I'll make I'll make some breakfast. Like, what do you want me to do? He was like, oh, I normally have oatmeal. I'm like, oh, okay. Oatmeal's easy. You just like put some hot water, put it in the it's microwave. Just mush, some hot mush. Throw some sugar or something in, you're good to go. And I started like banging around in the kitchen like a bull in a china shop. And, uh, and I was like, do you have any like special way that you like it? He was like, well, yeah. I kind of do, and I'm like, okay, go ahead. Like again, like you're just adding one more thing before I throw it in the microwave. Right. You were like, oh, maybe he's gonna add some like blueberries. Yeah, yeah. He starts. To, he's like, okay, get all the little metal ramekins and like set those up. There's he like, does ramekins. There's like five of them. Oh my and god, he's I like, love that. One's almonds. One's brown sugar. One's whatever berry I have. One's uh, maple syrup. One's almond milk. And he does and it like, all. They're in the all ramekins? set up. And then he's like, take the oatmeal, and then like I do it in the. Uh, on the stove because I don't want it microwaved. I want to like slowly make it and like enjoy the process, like smell it and everything. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I can Dude. get oatmeal done in like 47 seconds right. on the microwave. And like I started doing it and I'm 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 getting through it and I'm I'm like fighting all these urges just to go faster. And then I I put all the things together and then I take a bite of this oatmeal and I'm like, this is really good. It was the first thing that you told me when you got home from the yeah. trip with Greg, you were like, you are not going to believe this oatmeal. <laughs> and now you saw, I just made oatmeal the other day. Right you now. saw it. I had like 13 things right set now. out and like, it's re- I did use the microwave, but it's I thought really you were, slow. I thought you were baking because you're always <laughs> so baking and there's so many ingredients. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh what yeah. are you baking? Had, you're I like, I'm flax making seeds, oatmeal. Chia seeds, maple syrup, granola, cute. salt, cinnamon, and some type of nut milk going in the oatmeal. All of those things. Yeah. But it makes it so much more enjoyable than just like oatmeal that you're gritting your teeth to finish and get some sustenance so this is kind of the first revelation for me of just going i don't have to force my way through something and get it done yeah i can actually enjoy this process and and set up all the little ramekins and like have fun and my little ocd brain is like this is actually kind of like a fun thing to do totally and i realize those of you who have kids or you're you know have to commute to a job and you don't want to spend all this time you know making breakfast i get it that's that's not the point of this the point of this is just to illustrate how this works in practice and life and where this idea started for me which then led into a bunch of stuff in business and a bunch of other things where i just started to realize i'm so conditioned to just going fast and getting things done and we all are so praised for how many blog posts did you write how many social posts did you did you put out there how many things did you get done how many to-dos did you get checked off today and if you're not actually enjoying that process and it's just making you feel completely like you're always in this hamster wheel of doing things, but not actually enjoying the process on the end of that, you're just going to go, what did I even get done? Right. Like where did the time even go? Yeah. I feel like we as a society and we know this, like we're, we're waking up to this, that we're programmed for like maximum efficiency, maximum productivity. And 
for efficiency, that's all about time, like going as fast as you can. But what are you losing when you, you think you're gaining time? Like you think that you're getting more done, but what are you losing by doing that? And it's like you're losing all of these little mundane moments that can actually become beautiful and peaceful and enjoyable and can actually add up to like this very um, – like positive experience for you. And I know that ever since you came home and told me about this and about the oatmeal and the whole process, I have also tried to employ this in like every single thing in my life. And I think about this all the time. I'm like, I enjoy, and I don't mean this to say like my life is perfect, like our lives are not perfect, but I enjoy every part of my day, of my routines. There's not one part of it that I'm like, oh, I hate this. I have to do this. And if it is, that's an, if I feel that way about it, that's an indication to me that I just need to have a little extra dose of intention to ask myself, how can I make this fun? How can I make this enjoyable? So like for me, the one that comes to mind is we have a a deal in our relationship that I do the dishes. You do the laundry, I do the dishes. And so every single night we run the dishwasher and if you're like, that's wasteful. No, we looked it up. Look up the science. The science tells it, us it wastes less water. Yep. The because- average the average load of dishes you do in the sink is eight to ten gallons of water wasted. One load in a efficient, reasonably efficient dishwasher is three to four gallons. So hot tip. So even if you run your dishwasher every single night, if you're doing the dishes every night, you're basically doubling the water usage. Right. So, so we don't. Yeah. So that's just the way that we do it in our household. Is we kind of like stack the dishes, and thankfully it doesn't drive Jason crazy because I've, I've, uh, I've you've come around the reins. It's yeah. taken about three different homes that we've lived yeah, in. Yeah, you're okay. Uh, also, it helps it, that our kitchen now is like deep sink. Well, it's a deep sink yeah. and it's like out of the way. True, yeah. Our last place that we lived, the kitchen was like the center of the yeah. home. And so you We might not be able to do dishes. an open concept when we like build <laughs> we or buy a house. We just need a hidden area for the dishes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. A, a dishes closet. Yeah. Um, so at night though, Jason goes to bed before me and I usually am like drinking my tea or kind of like wrapping up the night. That's my little like time to myself. I go in there and I used to hate this. I used to hate doing the dishes. I'm like, oh, this is a chore that I don't like, but I do it because Jason does literally everything else and I have to have something. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, what if – what if this was enjoyable? Yeah. What if it wasn't something that I had to just get done? What would make this time enjoyable? So over time, I've cultivated this little routine where it's like I have my tea. I put on a podcast or like I watch like something on YouTube. I set up my little iPad with my AirPods. This is your sleepy tea? It my sleepy tea. It makes this me so, so sleepy. The tea's called like nighty night tea. Yeah. And, my, and so we do like baby voice. Probably like, oh, oh, you're so sleepy. And just even like when the pet, the start to like fill the kettle. Oh, oh, oh yeah. This, was, to get this was actually back when I had like a lot of bad like anxiety insomnia. So we were trying to like trick your brain. Trick my brain yeah. and be like, oh, you're so tired. Oh, this, this tea oh. is just going to be so sleepy. <laughs> so that's our joke about yeah. sleepy tea. But anyway, so I do my tea and then I, I listen and I've, I just, I don't rush. Yeah. I go slow. I enjoy the quiet. It's usually around 11 when I'm doing that, 11 p.m. And I know some of you guys with kids are like, what the, What even is 11 p.m.? <laughs> because maybe you are, are so pooped before then. Oh. They're, they're tired. They're pooped? Yeah, they're pooped. Um, they're so sleepy. But, and I'm sure that that bedtime, you know, it changes at different points in my life. Yeah. But anyway, that's the time I'm doing it. And so everything's quiet. Everything's dark. And it's just this like moment of solitude in my day to wrap up the day, feel this like sense of peace 
It's my alone time. It's very indulgent, which is so weird to say because I'm loading a dishwasher and it feels so indulgent and lovely. And I just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's a really good metaphor, you know, especially doing the dishes. Like it's not a task any of us like to do. Yeah. But just how do you find a way to make those things more enjoyable? So here's a uh, seamless transition into some business stuff. Great. So for me, I used to wake up every morning and the first thing I would do after having like a nice morning ritual of my coffee and like that's my and oatmeal <laughs> and my seven course oatmeal <laughs> uh, is answer teachery customer support emails because I stopped looking at them at like 5 p.m. And so people have now gone, you know, however many hours and sometimes things go wrong and people's businesses rely on these things. So I want to be attentive to the hours that that schedule for that customer support. And I, I just remember you, I used to hate answering those customer support uh, questions and not because of the people, not because of the questions they have. It just the task itself felt just not fun. Right. It just feels like admin-y and just yeah. like, oh, I have to do this. And I finally had one morning where I was sitting there like reading through a couple of these support messages, going, you know what though? I'm actually the the person who is answering a problem that they have that's stopping them from doing something they love or selling a course on something that they're super proud of. And I started to really just transition my thinking to every time I get to answer one of these support requests, and listen, some of them are really crappy and they're not <laughs> fun to answer, but the majority of them what are is the internet? like, oh, I can't get my checkout page to work and whatever. And it's like me solving that problem for them helps them be able to sell their course. And right. that is providing income for their family and making them happy. And so I just tried to reframe that. So now every time I get a support message, I'm just like, oh, this person has two emails in our system. Like, imagine how frustrating that is. They can't log in. They don't know what email. Like, I'll merge them together. And now that person's like, oh, finally, I can get in this course that I bought. Mm -hmm. And so it's just now every time I sit down and look at that inbox, I just have this shift in thinking of, I'm actually helping these people do something that they want to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so trying to make that better. And and so just trying to take that framing into every part of everything that we do and just think maybe one step further than the task that you're doing to think about the outcome for that person or, you know, whatever it is, it does make things a lot easier to do. Yeah. And that actually um, spurred a thought for me because I think an important piece of this is repetition. Yeah. So the first time you make the oatmeal or the oh, yeah. first time yeah. that you do the dishes with the podcast, you're like, uh, be perfect. I don't feel yeah. magical. I do, like <laughs> answering a support request. You're like, okay, I did the thing where I thought about how I was helping someone and it still felt just annoying and like a disruption and an important key to this whole reframe is repetition and practice. Like mm -hmm. you just have to do it every time and shift your thinking every time. And then over time you'll find that it becomes less and less of, of an effortful exercise. Is effortful a word? Sure. I mean, right. you're asking me, I didn't get an eight takes... in the English portion. <laughs> it takes less and less effort in order to feel that naturally. Yeah. And then you'll just find that you walk away feeling like, oh, oh, my overall takeaway is that I enjoyed that. Yeah. I think it's a really good point because uh, definitely agree on the oatmeal, first of all. Like, it's like, why am I going to spend all these steps yeah. to do it? 100% on the customer support emails. I mean, yeah. it wasn't an overnight shift. Right. But even now, I mean, I think I had that realization maybe, I don't know, six months to a year ago, even this morning. Like, I, there were a couple of emails, and, and one woman is, she's starting to launch her first course. And I'm like, ooh, I'm so excited because she, her, she was stuck having this little problem that she couldn't figure out, and now I get to help her, and now she gets to feel empowered right. that she can do it instead of feeling stuck and, you know, and whatever. Yeah. So, it yeah, it really is that repetition is a really helpful thing and a really helpful mindset shift. So, uh, whatever you're doing with those things, you know, give it a little bit of time. Don't try it once and then feel like, oh, it didn't work. It's not magical. For sure. And I think it's really interesting because it, it, 
it doesn't have to be the 12 ramekins that you set out. Like a lot of the examples we gave, I feel like were a lot of effort and a lot of like extra time. And if you're like, I'm already strapped for time, how am I going to do that? But some of them are not necessarily more time. They're just more intention. So like one that comes to mind is like, okay, if you have to cook breakfast for your kids in the morning and it is absolute chaos, it's like, and you just rush through it because you're like, I have to get food in their bellies or whatever. Can you put on music, a special type of music that you listen to every morning as you're cooking with them? And maybe it's chaotic, but that little thing, that extra element somehow makes it a different emotional experience. And Mm -hmm. what's even cooler than that is like maybe they grow up and they remember that type of music when they hear it of cooking breakfast in the morning and you take something that was mundane and you know, just annoying and a disruption and you look for an opportunity to create a memory or to create a feeling or to create a a source of joy in your life. Yeah. And it takes, and that doesn't take extra time. That takes extra intention and thinking. I know for me, music is a really interesting part of like all the different things that I do work-wise. Yeah. So in the morning when I'm doing those like customer support and email and all that stuff, I want something that's like soothing. I don't want something fast paced totally so i usually listen to the butter playlist on spotify love that mine's like um ones that i go back to often are there's one that's like slow mornings Mm -hmm. or something there's a wake up gently that one's just like instrumental piano but like a lot of that yeah coffee house is a good one and then when i like need more focused tasks so if i'm doing something where i'm creating like course content or even designing or writing specifically i go into synth wave Mm -hmm. so it's like 90s retro mm-hmm. you know just neon lights everywhere and to some people that may be jarring that mm-hmm. may, but for me there's something about that type of music mm-hmm. and my most streamed album in 2000 i think it was 18 or 19 probably both was the daft, daft punk tron legacy soundtrack yeah i have listened to that album i kid you not i can look at my spotify 500 times or like the drive soundtrack yeah. is very in that and it's just, it is so helpful for me. My brain feeds off of that type yep. of music for that type of task. And I've learned this about myself. So yep. I think, you know, even for you listening to this, applying music to different parts of your day, whether it's making breakfast for your kids, whether it's doing dishes, whether it's work, you know, whatever work, find the thing that just like tips for you yeah. and see what really helps you during those tasks. Because if I listen to Synthwave while I'm doing customer support, I bet you it would be jarring. It yeah. just would not be something I would want to do. Literally, probably at least once a month I do like a daily gratitude my gratitude for the day is music music. (laughs) it's like I'm glad music exists we've talked about this before like thank god music exists because it's it's magical and it can change your emotional state like I was just um seeing a text from a friend and she's like kind of struggling with insomnia right now and I had such bad sleep anxiety like when I was still healing from my like really bad anxiety episode in 2019 I used to dread when literally when the sun would go down because I was like oh here's another day where I have to go to sleep and that that moment at night where I couldn't fall asleep and all I had was my racing thoughts and I was alone because you're asleep it was the worst part of my day and I just resolved within myself I was like I'm gonna find a way to make this sleep routine not the worst part of my day what do I have to do to make that the case and so I just started experimenting with stuff and so the sleepy tea was part of that and I was like I need to give myself it's like a baby it's like I need to give myself a routine so that my brain is like oh time to go to sleep so it was like the tea and then the thing that I've been on lately is I do like reading on my Kindle because not nonfiction. I read fiction on my Kindle, but it makes me my eyes tired, which is helpful. But I found that when I was trying to read in total silence, it was uh, like 
anxiety inducing mm. because it was just like silence yeah that's not a peaceful silence like my dishes that's like a <laughs> oh shoot i'm like in the void yeah. silence and so what i've been doing now is listening on my calm app which is my meditation app there's a section of music and it's like nature soundscapes yeah. and it's like piano like that that is supposed to mimic like walking through the forest or like and it's so peaceful and i put in my little airpods which probably is not good for you because like who needs to be connected to bluetooth through your brain for like a million <laughs> hours a day but fine and it creates this like sound womb like experience for me where my eyes are getting tired because I'm reading, but I'm in this like magical forest of sound and I love it. That's great. And I fall asleep like an angel baby and it's great. Keyword I want to come back to routines and rituals yeah. uh, for a second. I but think we had a whole episode planned for that actually. We do. But um, what I wanted to ask you was my old man box. Do you yes. think this has helped you sleep at all? You're because old? it's like white noise in our room. Oh, you hear it. I don't hear it, babe. Oh, really? Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. So uh, my old man box. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am a notoriously bad sleeper. My mom's a bad sleeper. My grandmother's a bad sleeper. Like, it, I think it's just Which, thank genes. God, I'm a, my family is all good sleepers. Yeah. So like when we have kids, like maybe they'll and fall I've somewhere in between. And I've tried so many things. I've read sleep books. I've read, I've listened to sleep podcasts. I do all of the things. No screens in bed. You went to a sleep it's very uh, dark. researcher person? It's just Didn't like, you? Uh, I like talk to someone oh, yeah, about yeah. it and it's like, I do all the things, but the problem for me is that at like 3am, my metabolism must kick into high gear because I am 167 degrees at it, that time. You're in hot night. lava. You turn into hot lava. I can go to bed freezing cold. We and, can't even cuddle. I've tried before and I'm just like, sir, I need to escape. <laughs> I, I must <laughs> just I'm gonna be melt. emanating heat. <laughs> and what I was talking to Cade. I don't know if Cade listens to our podcast, but hey, he's Cade. a Wandering Amphibian member. And he mentioned this thing called the chili pad. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially this pad that you put on your bed and it it pumps water through and it can be cold or hot. It, it has, both. what do you think it has like tubes in it? Yeah. It's got little tubes little that tubes, run through it. Yeah. Little tubes. Little tubes. And it's got this box that sits on the floor, <laughs> which is just a box. pump. And we call it the old man box. Because it just, it looks very it looks, like yeah. medical devicey. It really like, does. Some type of, you know, just like when you get older, you, you need a lot of it's not accoutrement to help you. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. not beautiful. It's got like one big button and one ugly screen. Anyway. So I bought this thing and I was really skeptical about it. It's like, I don't know. And first couple nights didn't really notice a difference, but then about a week later, and this actually goes to like repetition and doing it about a week later, all of a sudden I wasn't boiling hot yeah. at 2am. And ever since then I have passed through the night and I don't wake up on fire in the middle of the night. And yeah. even though this thing, this thing does not get that cold. It's like the coldest it gets because of my body temperature is like 70 degrees. Like, and it tries to get to 56, like it's running all night. Um, but it has been one of the best investments for my sleep. So if you're a hot sleeper, I would 100% recommend trying the chili pad. It is really, really good. Um, but it, I, the reason I brought up is because there's like a white noise element. So when we went on our recent trip to Palm Springs, I didn't have it. And you were like, Two it things was happened. weird. Super quiet in the room. Yeah. I could hear everything. Yeah. Second thing was I was hot at 2 a.m. I know. Boiling hot at 2 a.m. So how do we travel with your old man box? Just got to pack it. Just got to pack it. Just got to have an old man suitcase. <laughs> when we move to Europe, I'm bringing it with. I'm bringing <laughs> That's it That's one of your items in your backpack. Uh, I know. Um... Oh, oh yeah. The last thing I want to say, just to apply this also to business, we talk about this a lot, but, um, Oh, I want to come back to my routines too. Okay. Yeah. But I, it made me think of also, we tell people with like productivity and stuff like that to try to find the app or the thing that makes doing that type of As minuscule Marie Kondo stuff. As Marie says, does sparks it, joy. Does it spark joy for yeah. you? So Stop I, using 
Asana or Trello or whatever. If you don't if it, like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. There's so many apps out there. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast, but like my new obsession with Notion, that's like my app Oh, I my think we've had like four. I think many, there's a Notion okay. bingo now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I... Every day, I st- I've been using it for two months now. I still enjoy it every single day. Yeah. I get in there and I love it. I'm yeah. like, ooh, something about it. And it took me, we've used so many different things over the years. We've used yep. Asana. We used Trello back in the day. We I've used, used paper. We used Basecamp way, way back in the day. I've used Paperlist. I've used digital planners. This is the thing for me. And maybe it'll change. Yeah. But I enjoy looking at my to-do list because of whatever organizational way that it matches up with my the way my brain works. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that because it is possible to find – it's almost like dating. It's like you have to like date around and find the right app or the right thing. Same with kiss, exercise. You like, a couple productivity gotta, frogs. You got to kiss a couple frogs. But same with exercise. Like I'm just such a big believer in I will keep trying things and I will keep reconfiguring things until the pieces lock together in place because – and until like there's an alignment there because I do think it is possible for you to enjoy. I'm not saying like your whole life has to be all positive and yeah. enjoyable, but why not try? Yeah. I, I, what I was going to say, you brought this up earlier and it was about kind of like the efficiency of our days and like trying to get things done. Yeah. And I think so much of that stems from, and I, I would love to find out if this is actually true, but this is what my brain thinks, is when the assembly line and manufacturing and all of that started in the industrial revolution Everything was about how efficiently can you get something done because right. it mattered. It really did matter getting things through an assembly line as fast as possible. And now we're 100 years beyond that. We don't run assembly line efficiency businesses. But I think we're still trained as humans and we're still brought up that like that's the way you're supposed to do it. So even when you work a nine to five job, it's like how can you get as much done in an eight to nine hour day as possible? And that's what you think when you start your own business is like you still have these thoughts of like, I have to get as much done as possible. Mm -hmm. And it really isn't that. It's about enjoying what you can get done and then making sure that you're actually building something that you want to be building. Totally. And and I think that 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 what I was going to say about routines and rituals is so often we just take our habits from previous experiences and apply them to new experiences. And you, you may be applying like apples to pineapples or something i don't know something but it's it's, it's just so disconnected the way that you're trying to do something you did for x business whether you worked for them or you ran your own business and applying it to y which is a whole new thing yeah so start over give yourself permission to clean slate the way that you do things and that could be everything like i think one really good exercise if you're listening to this episode and you're like okay what's the one thing i should do you guys have talked about a lot just do a, a journal of your day. Write down every half hour of the day throughout the day, everything you did. And then look at and rate the things of like, I hated this or I liked this. Yeah. And for everything that you hated, how can you try and make a better ritual or routine for that? Right. How can you take it from a two to a three? Like make it, like just try if to make it. one was hate and 10 was love. Yes. Okay, great. I'm just saying like, don't don't try to yeah, you know it doesn't have shoot to for flip. the moon and yeah. be like, do I have to be so in love with this thing? It's like, but how can I make it 1% better? Because- why not try? Like yeah. I said before, and uh, to your point, what I was going to say, uh, like going off of that is so often I think we think of happiness, that the big overarching thing that we're all looking for, happiness, as these, well, so often it's external things, right? It's like when I finally have the house that I love, when I finally have the family that I envision in my head, when I finally get to go to the places I want to go to or do the big things or have the business or make a certain amount of money. Like those are the happiness things that we think of. But I really believe that a big portion of happiness is the tiny little Lego pieces of of the things that you do every single day. Yeah. And what do those add up to? Yeah. And so 
that's why you can still be maybe in a place in your life where you haven't reached like the goals that you have or the quote unquote like happiness ladder that you're going for, but you can still feel happy because the time that you're spending every day is intentional and thoughtful and enjoyable. And I always go back to, you know, none of us are guaranteed time, especially in times like this. Like none of us knows how long we have on this earth, how long we're going to be alive for. And I just think it's a dangerous game to play when you're racing through life, hoping that happiness will come one day when you do X, Y, and Z, instead of trying to cultivate it in the little moments now, yeah. here, now. Yeah. And, and that's why I think that exercise of like writing out all the hours throughout the day of just trying to like make those a little bit better. And especially if there's ones in business that are just like, I will never enjoy doing that outsource that right give that to someone else hire an assistant for you know because a couple someone does an hour, love that that is someone's zone of genius they love spreadsheets they love whatever right uh you know i think there's just a really big opportunity for people to identify those things and try and figure them out and it's just like you said i, I really do believe in the same thing that happiness is all the things throughout the day it's not reaching some financial milestone it's not reaching some status or numbers of following or whatever because you can ask anybody who's reached those things and they will tell you that isn't what made me happy. No, and I think actually the secret is that the happiness that comes from those things is simply the the pursuit of them. Yeah, absolutely. Like the happiness is actually in the pursuit of the goal, not the goal itself. So if it's about the journey and not the destination, then how can you make every step of the journey like as fun or as peaceful or whatever those values are to you? Yeah. You know, we fun is at the top of our list. Like yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, like how often we laugh and we just oh. laugh about everything. Yeah. We, we make anything ridiculous it's and fun. Sleepy it's just, oh, it's so sleepy tea. Oh, so tired. All right, let's finish off this episode because it is going to come out the day before Halloween. Okay. And I brought up something I thought would be fun just as like a little non sequitur here. Because you know of... I love a put me on the spot and list three things. Well, I did give you a heads up. I was going to do About 10 a, minutes. I was going to give you a pop quiz. And then I thought. But I knew that that would just doesn't go well. cause cause trouble. And then I thought to myself. I am okay with this and I'm just going to roll with it. And I don't care if my answers don't fit into your old man box. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. So what I, what I brought up was give me your top three Halloween or Halloween ish movies. Yeah. So the ish is basically like maybe the characters could be Halloween characters. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, because I don't really love any Halloween specific movies. Like I know one that you're going to say, I've never seen it. You I, haven't seen it? I haven't I'm, seen it. Okay, it's on the list. I don't want... It's on Saturday. I'm sorry. Then you have to watch a John claude Van Damme. You know this rule. Okay, do you have a John claude Van Damme Halloween, Halloween movie? I can find one. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not going to do JCVD, but you can choose a Halloween movie of your choice. Well, okay, it's not on my list, and I haven't watched it, but when we first started doing our classic movie night, which is now like a year and a half ago... Yeah. I, I remember posting on Instagram and being like, we're starting to do classic movie nights. Does anybody have any like ridiculous movies? And someone posted an Eddie Murphy movie that's like a house on Haunted Hill or something like that. No, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, And a bunch of people I reposted and a bunch of people were like, oh my God, it's so, like, you got to watch it. It's really bad okay. or whatever. Maybe that one. So maybe we'll watch that one. Not on my list. I haven't okay. seen that. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go back and forth and then we'll just kind of either judge or just talk about the the movie that we've chosen. Oh, I'm already regretting one. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I know. Obviously. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Okay, all three of mine, and my last one's not even a movie, but I don't care about your rules. Your last rules. one's not a movie? I just don't care about your rules. Okay. I, it's a TV show, but I don't care. Oh, that's, that's all right. Okay. Um, but all of mine have to do with my childhood like yeah, they're yeah. very distinct yeah. because i don't watch like scary movies even to begin with so like any None of, of mine the, are scary any of the like halloween movies like whatever yeah. but um i can't believe you haven't seen hocus pocus it's, it's it. a classic i know that you say that but i know bet's in it too yeah bet's 
that's in it. Yeah. Okay. Where it's come on, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If it's in 4K, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just snotted on the microphone. Uh, no Hocus I bet a lot of people will say that that's Absolutely. also in there. Probably. Okay. My first one, and I've told you about this before. It's not specifically a Halloween movie, but it'll fit. Sure. Hotel Transylvania. Oh yeah. I love these movies. I think there are three of them now. Yeah, you I watch, love them. They you are them fun. without me. You said they you love are them. fun movies they're animated they're silly they're all monsters and characters and it's just like there's a lot of good life metaphors in there it's really fun adam sandler is the main character and he's just great in it and that could be one i would watch that okay there you go okay my second one is you're gonna have nothing to say to it because you don't even know it exists okay it is a disney channel original movie by the name of Halloween Town. Okay, yeah. And it's like about this like girl <laughs> and her grandma's a I think a witch and uh-huh. she like goes to this place where it's like Halloween. Yeah. Oh no, I just thought of one. I'll switch it out for my third one. Oh, okay. Great, great. And it just brings me back good memories because like I grew up, so I was born in 1988. I wonder if your third one's gonna be my next one. That'll be interesting. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> and then should we get married if it is? We'll see. Okay. I grew up in 1988, so I was very much of the era in the nineties and I mean, I guess early 2000s, but like late 90s where Disney Channel original movies were like in their heyday. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly signed up for Disney Plus just so I could watch some of them oh, over nice. again. And yeah, I have. And yeah. it brings back great memories. But Halloween Town was a great one. Okay. Uh, my second movie. Is this your third movie? Beetlejuice. No. Oh, all right. We don't have to get married. Uh, Beetlejuice. We yeah. watched it in our classic movie lineup. Uh, it's a Tim Burton, one of his first movies. It's Michael Keaton in like his young prime. It is such a bizarre It movie. is so bizarre. I liked Beetlejuice as an adult so much better than I did as yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, it's, it it's, had this like tone that yeah. I cannot describe. Well, it's dark. It's very dark. It wasn't even dark. It was like the combination of dark plus absurd made yeah. me feel really dissonant and uncomfortable as a kid. I was like, what is this freaking also, sandworm? Yeah, yeah. What are the weird like long faces? I also do think like purgatory. Be, like I think there's something to be said of Danny Elfman's music. In yes. movies like Batman, like he did the Batman scores, and yeah. like they're eerie, like they have yeah. this vibe to them. So, uh, Beetlejuice, if you have not watched Beetlejuice in, yeah. a, in a long time, you're like, oh, I remember that movie. Give it a watch because yeah. you'll look back and you'll go, how did this get made? First yeah. of all, also Catherine O'Hara, she's the the mom, the mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, she's just incredible. She's, great. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. Really uh, all right, what's your third your third movie? Oh, this is the one I thought we were going to get married on. I don't know if you count this as a Halloween movie, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that's more of a Christmas movie. You say that, but it's but I but I'll give it to Halloween you because Town. it's like characters and stuff and things like, like the yeah. whole thing is all scary, spooky yeah. things and pumpkins they just, and it's yeah. the heads of pumpkin or whatever. Not really, but maybe, I guess it's like. a crossover. It's a real it's a, it's real, a real crossover. crossover, event. Real crossover. <laughs> uh, maybe when we okay, uh, get closer to Christmas, we'll do our wait, favorite. Was that Christmas your third movies. one? No, no, I have oh, my third well, one. Well, can I, I tell you what my other one was going to be? Well, hold on. I want to talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. So we watched it together, not during uh, Classic Movie Night. This was like a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, just for Christmas, probably. I hadn't watched it like all the way through. I'd never seen it all the way through. And when I watched it back, I really didn't enjoy it. Really? I told you this. We talked about this. Like, it was too musical for me. Oh, it's too musical for you. Yeah, but that's why I love it. Also a Tim Burton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like, just, to me, that's like Tim Burton canon, really. Yeah, I just... I don't know. There's just something about musical movies. I just can't get into it. I love it. I try. I saw it it in the theaters. That's how I remember with my dad. It was so good. Um, But I love musicals and you You don't. You can give me your TV show after I do my third movie. Okay, my TV. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just heard you can. Um, My third movie is Ghostbusters, the new one. The reboot. The new one. 
I loved this movie. I know. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is a gem. He is a gem. Obviously, the entire all-female Ghostbusters cast made me so happy to just, like, do that, go there. Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon was just fantastic. She's delightful. Uh, it's just so fun. Like, there's so many fun laughs, and I rewatched it. I don't know, probably like six months ago. Maybe I'll rewatch it this weekend just for some giggles. It's so good. It's yeah. such a good story. I know they're doing another one. Uh, I've actually never about. seen the original. I have seen the originals, and I think maybe watching back, we could put them on a classic movie. That night would be a good classic. Because I think it would just be fun to be like, is to this To compare. Good? Right, right, right. Like, is it? But I think the effects would also be really fun to watch because they were in the 80s and 90s. Which so. is always fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, one. so Ghostbusters, the new one. I yep. really liked um, What's your TV show? My TV show was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, I've never seen it. It's a Nickelodeon You've show? You've never seen it? I think I was probably in college when this came out. <laughs> this is where our age difference really is a yeah. bummer. Because I'm like, Nickelodeon I'm show? Like, have my same nostalgic feelings. It it's a Nickelodeon yeah. show. So like, and when I grew up and like I was born in 82, Nickelodeon wasn't like a thing until early 90s. And then so you I, were how old? That, was, you could, you yeah, could but like, still watch mid-90s, Nickelodeon. Mid-90s, I was like getting into my teens. So I'm like playing video games and right. I'm not watching Nickelodeon. I'm too cool. I do Obviously. remember Rugrats though. I watched a little bit of Rugrats. Well, then that's Nickelodeon. Yeah. A little bit, of, a tiny bit of Doug. Tiny bit of Doug. What about Hey Arnold? Never saw it. Yeah. God. Yeah. We live two different lives. So Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was this TV, TV show that was this like society of kids who go around a campfire and tell ghost stories, but then they start the story and then the story. Sh- the story is the show wow. and it was dark yeah, for yeah. like kids stuff and there are still i don't something about like that being that impressionable age and like the visuals of like a scary clown or like a weird the thing that comes to life or like oh god i remember there was a pool <laughs> episode where it was like a monster in the drain of the pool or something and i was like i can't, can't swim go i can't, can't go, go pools. pools um so i'd be really interested to know from people like if they because I feel like there's always one episode when right. I talk to people about Are yeah. You Afraid of the Dark that sticks out. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. At so shoot us a DM if there's an episode that you're like, oh my God, that scarred me for life. Well, happy Halloween. If you're listening to this right before, on, or shortly thereafter Halloween, uh, you know, it was just fun little timely thing to throw in there. And if you don't celebrate Halloween, you don't care about it, or this is like six months down the road, then just happy day that you listen to this yeah yeah and cool watch yeah. some movies hope you uh hope you enjoyed this episode hope you got something out of it and uh we will be back actually next week's episode is going to talk about why this episode didn't go up on thursday Ooh, it's wow little, like meta pre whoa yeah, very why? Exciting. uh all right that's it okay okay have a great day bye bye